You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be talking about calcium-releasing materials and the science behind them. Our guest is Dr. Mark Cannon, a professor of otolaryngology, Division of Dentistry at Northwestern University, Feinberg School of Medicine, an attending physician at Anne and Robert Lurie Children's Hospital, and founder of Associated Dental Specialists of Long Grove. He has 40 years' experience in pediatric dentistry and has presented lectures both nationally and internationally. Dr. Cannon, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's really nice to work with a clinician like you, a KOL, with your uh, expertise and also the research and development experience that you have. Today, we're going to be talking about the rise of calcium-releasing materials. This podcast is sponsored by Bisco, a phenomenal company that specializes in dental materials used all over the world. They pride themselves in R&D, and um, it's a great company to work with, not only their products, but also you can always reach out to them, and they help you with technical support issues on the phone and so forth. So it's a really well-rounded company and and a company that I would have confidence working with. To get started, let's talk about calcium-releasing materials. Give us an overview, if you would, Dr. Cannon, of calcium-releasing materials, and briefly, because we have a lot to cover, and how long have they been on the market, what they do, and how have they improved over the years? Well, they've improved a lot, but they've been around a very, very long time. First, highly recommended back in 1921. So I always joke and say, this is something so new, calcium release. But in reality, Plaster of Paris, which is calcium sulfate, was used back in the 1700s as a temporary filling material because they didn't realize how it worked. But because of the calcium release and the alkalinity help get rid of those toothaches that people would suffer from. Now, unfortunately, it did not last very long, so it was only used as a temporary solution. It was a clue to the future. Now, as I started off in dentistry and started off in dental school in in the early 1970s, um, I was recruited into doing pediatric dentistry by one of the greats of pediatric dentistry who who said there was three things you had to do. You had to practice, you had to do research, you had to teach. So that's why I am a teaching clinician, and I have learned to do research into these things like calcium release because there was a need for it in practice. When we talk about calcium release materials, give us an example of how they're used and talk a little bit about the science behind them. Well, everyone knows that you've been using calcium materials for a long time, such as DICAL. You know, that's the old classic that you learned back in the 70s and hydroxylin and all these old products. Well, we know that calcium is necessary for heart tissue formation. doesn't matter if it's enamel, dentin, bone, or cartilage. If you look at anyone with a systemic illness that has a incomplete calcification process or a low calcium value, they always have enamel defects, dentin defects, and, of course, weak bones, etc. So it comes to mind that, of course, we would have to have a calcium-releasing product in dentistry because it helps remineralize the dentition, remineralize dentin and enamel, and the alkalinity is antimicrobial. Clinically speaking, um, could you explain to our audience some of the products that rely on this calcium-releasing process? 
Well, one of the most exciting ones is a new one, which is relatively new, which is Theracal LC, because it solved a lot of the issues that we had with things like DICAL, which was known for a while as the disappearing DICAL, because if you had any type of micro-leakage, the DICAL could dissolve. So they tried to protect it by putting vitrobond or some other glass ionomer on top, which we all tried, but they were incompatible, which is something we have to talk about because materials have to be compatible. So now we have a material that is strong, has the physical properties, stays in place, yet is alkaline and releases calcium. So is that something you use routinely in your office or only with deep uh, cavity preps? Well, for most people, the best indication would be deep cavity preparations, but you could use it routinely because it is quite a bit of a thermal insulator. So by routinely placing it, you're decreasing the possibility of thermal sensitivity. You're decreasing any bad result as a result of microleakage because the calcium release will prevent demineralization and recurrent caries. And of course, if there's some leftover affected dentin that is demineralized, it'll remineralize that dentin. So it's kind of like perfect for conservative dentistry. How would you categorize Theracal? In what dental material category would you put it in? Uh, this is the exciting part because now we're heading into the biological materials. Now, you hear the term bioactive thrown out there once in a while, but bioactive has a specific definition of being something that will form appetite in 24 hours with simulated body fluid. But what we're really talking about are biological materials, materials that actually augment or forms a function, performs a function that the body normally would do. In the old days, we dealt with something inert. Today, we're looking at something much better. We're looking at improving the function. So improving the remineralization that you would normally get from the saliva or from the dentinopalpal fluid flow. To wrap up this podcast, Dr. Cannon, I would like to ask you, why do you think dentists are becoming more interested in calcium-releasing materials today? I think it's just a matter of the fact that we're realizing that we're dealing with a whole body that we're looking at the saliva, we're looking at the microbiome. As you know, I do a lot of teaching in pediatric oral systemic health. We're looking at it more from a physiological, medical viewpoint and not just that as rebuilding. We're, we're actually truly restoring the situation. We appreciate everything you've contributed on this podcast, and I'd like to let our audience know that you are doing a series of four podcasts, all sponsored by Visco. We appreciate their sponsorship. The second one that's coming up is the rise of calcium-releasing materials, and we're going to be starting that one soon, and that will be recorded and posted to vivalearning.com and your other favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and, and others. Uh, the third one of the series coming up is called Maintaining Pulpal Vitality, and this is going to be an interesting one where Dr. Cannon is going to be talking about alkaline versus acidic monomers and how it affects the pulp. And the fourth one is uh, Meet the Thera Family, and that is one that will be discussing the differences between Theracal LC, MTA, which obviously is a calcium-releasing material, 
and um, some of the studies that demonstrate the effects of calcium releasing materials. So we look forward to that one. So thank you very much, Dr. Cannon. We thank our audience for tuning in and uh, we look forward to you on the next podcast. Well, thank you for having me on.